Welcome into the Joshua Perry Show here on Monday, June 3rd, 2019. This podcast is, of course, starring former Ohio State linebacker, national champion, captain, and NFL player Joshua Perry. Joshua, great to talk to you as always. It's always good to be back on the show. Yeah, it's your show. I mean, you better be happy to be on your own show. Uh, yeah, I swear. It's, uh, <laughs> all I've been getting is good comments. It has nothing to do with what I'm doing. People love hearing from you. Um, this is timely. I wanted to ask you, like, your thoughts when, you know, when you first stepped on campus as a true freshman. You really were still a senior in high school because you enrolled early. But I feel like this is timely because Ohio State just had the final 11 members of the 2019 recruiting class, you know, the, the guys that did not enroll early. They – enrolled recently and I'm sure a lot of listeners are curious about this too what is it like when you first show up as a wide-eyed freshman yeah I will say just off the bat it's isn't it weird that it's only 11 guys coming right now because you're used to having like 20 guys come in in June but a lot of guys are starting to enroll early um so it's, it's a little unique there but I will say um it's it's a crazy experience it's, it's a mix of emotions when I came in uh, things were just happening really fast. Like, I was excited, uh, starting early, but Irving came in, kind of blew everything up. I remember the first meeting that I was in, he was screaming and cussing at everybody. And he's like, this is not what I expect out of Ohio State. And I remember the last time I was in here, things were happening differently. You guys got to prove that you deserve to be here. He's like, we're going to make sure that you guys want to be here and some of you guys are going to leave, which is fine because we'll replace it. Like, it was one of those. It's kind of wild. Um, I know guys coming in the summer and it's a little bit of a different reception. You know, they have all the parents come in as they're dropping their kids off and coach talks to them and they have a little barbecue and a little meet and greet type deal. And then um, they ease those players in uh, to the program. So they lift um, at different times than everybody else. Guys are in, you know, different type of coursework than players who have been around the program for a little while. Um, you know, they're having kind of freshman meetings where they're spending time with their position coaches, where they're spending time with Ryan Stamper working on some different leadership kind of stuff. So um, it's a very unique time. But these guys, I feel like uh, part of this process is um, getting the recruiting out of them. So you get your ass kissed for a couple of years and you only see the nice side of the coaches. And immediately you got to flip the script. And it's not to say that these guys are just going in on them all day, but now you get to realize that your coach is probably a little bit of an asshole. And so it's a rude awakening in a lot of ways for those guys. But um, of course, a part of the maturation process and uh, getting these guys ready to play in the fall. What's interesting to me is how much things have changed in a relatively short period of time. I mean, for years, I mean, guys, if you didn't enroll early, which really wasn't a thing, um, everybody would enroll right before camp started. My first year on the beat was 2002. Good first year to be on the beat national championship. And, you know, guys like A.J. Hawk and Nick Mangold and all these guys are arriving like three days before camp starts. And they have their own like two practices of freshmen only. Maurice Claret that year enrolled early. He was the only one. He kind of got the ball rolling there. Um, but he was the only one. Everybody else enrolled like two days before camp. It's just funny how much things have changed. And, uh, you know, with guys now enrolling in June, we think of that as kind of late. And things have changed a lot, though, in a relatively short period of time, Joshua. Yeah, it's really unique. And I think um, in ways it helps young players have an opportunity to really shine, um, get out on the, the field and uh, have an opportunity to play in the fall because they've been able to work out and go through drill work uh, with the rest of the team and, and get that time in the weight room, which really helps. But part of that, too, is – uh, guys seem to hit that wall 
pretty aggressively because if you've been there, especially for early enrollees, you kind of hit the wall twice. And it's a good thing because you know what to expect when you get to camp. But um, you go through that whole winter off season, then you get to spring ball. And there is a definite time where you hit the wall during spring ball as a young player. First time going through it. And then in training camp, there's another wall. Now you're more equipped because you've done it before. But, um, you know, these guys, I feel like freshmen a lot of times hit that wall super duper hard um, just because they're kind of burnt out from the amount of football time that they spend playing football. These guys are coming from a place where, um, especially if you're in the Midwest, you're not playing spring ball, so you're doing other sports. You're only working out a couple hours of the day. You have a ton of other stuff that you're doing. Then you, you get here, and it's workouts, and it's meetings, and it's team run, and it's leadership coaching. And, you know, like you, you go home and you look at your playbook because you want to be able to learn what you're doing. And I think that um, that experience right there, although it does prepare players, you tend to hit that burnout a little bit quicker. This is an interesting question. I and You don't have to name names unless you want to name names, and that's, that's fine. Uh, but – do some players show like on day one, I'm talking when freshmen come in, do they show on day one that they're just never going to be good enough to play at Ohio state? Yeah. And I'm not going to name names, but I could think of probably two to three guys right off the top of my head where um, one guy actually enrolled early as well. My year um, where it was like, dude, you are in over your head right now. And some guys it changes. Like they look lost and they look like they have no idea what the hell is going on. They look like they've – and some guys haven't, but they look like they've never seen a playbook before. They look like they've never touched weights before, and some guys haven't. And it's like you are – I mean, you know, you get on the field, and it's like, damn, you can't, you can't run fast enough. You're not strong enough. You don't know what you're doing. You look like you're never going to play. Some guys end up figuring it out. Other guys literally just can't play ball. And so it's really interesting, too, because as a, a freshman, you're comparing yourself against your class first where you're in the weight room and it's like, okay, well, my numbers look like this and this guy's my position. His numbers look like this. Check that box. You know, my lateral quickness isn't as good as X, Y, and Z who came in in my class, but I'm faster straight line, so I'll check that box. And I feel like I'm smarter and I know defense a little bit better, but this guy naturally is more instinctive. And you're doing that whole thing before you even start comparing against the guys who are already there. So it's interesting, too, uh, the mind of some of these guys. They're going to be looking at their teammates – and um, although as a good teammate, you should be trying to help your guys along as freshmen, everybody's trying to fight for their spot. So it's always a little bit of a battle. I remember you telling me a story on the show here, telling the listeners a story, um, telling everybody a story about how, uh, you know, and I think it was just urban trying to motivate you. And I think you thought that as well. Maybe you didn't think it at the time, but you know, when you were an early enrollee, he pulled you aside and, and told you, I just don't think you, you have what it takes here, Joshua. I don't think you're going to make it here. And, and Pantone didn't even recruit you and we were at Florida and, and this and that. And again, I think he was just trying to motivate you, but the Pantone didn't even recruit you at Florida always stuck with me. It's like, I want you to give the listeners, if you would, some insight on just how much say Mark Pantone has over there. And since he's the mainstay, he's the recruiting coordinator. I'm surprised that they're having so much trouble on the defensive side of the ball, even with all the new defensive coaches. But, you know, if you want to discuss that, you can, but I'm just mostly interested in, you know, how much say and just how much power Mark Pantone has over there with recruiting. Yeah, and so I'll, I'll say that um, to Coach Meyer, I was a recruiting error because the other staff liked me and Mark Pantone didn't like me. That's the kind of pull that he has. And he, uh, he knows exactly what the hell he's doing, as we've seen. But personnel decisions, um, he has a big say. What guys are getting recruited, 
and, uh, you know, what schools the coaches need to be going to and what guys should be on their radar watching tape. But at the end of the day, it ultimately was Coach Myers' final say. So you get in a position where uh, Mark Pantone says, no, I don't think this guy's a fit. Position coach spends a little time with the guy and says, no, I don't think this guy's a fit. But Urban says, you're wrong. This guy's a fit. They, not to disparage him, but, you know, Urban, I feel like, felt differently than a lot of guys about recruiting, uh, than a lot of guys around college football. So um, Coach Day's probably going to have a little bit of a different philosophy. Maybe he's not going to try to play that trump card where a position coach and a recruiting coordinator might say a guy's not a fit and say, I want him anyway. Um, maybe it's going to be a situation where, uh, you know, a recruiting coordinator says, hey, this guy, we like him. A position coach says we like him. And Coach Day says we might not. Urban's done that before, too. Uh, but I think that just from a staff standpoint now, where Ohio State is in terms of, you know, Ryan Day's a great coach, but he's not a celebrity name brand coach like Urban was quite yet. Um, you know, we have a lot of new coaches who have to earn the trust of these recruits. I, I think we start to see a little bit more of a shift now to we have really good coaches who can develop players we don't have as much of a national presence with our head coach. Maybe Brian Hartline can do that on a national basis because he's a great college player, a great player in the NFL. Um, you know, maybe Greg Madison can do it because he has the name in, in Larry Johnson. But overall, I feel like the name in, in recruiting isn't what it was. Maybe we start to see a shift to where they say, all right, screw it. We're going to recruit as many great Ohio and Midwest players as we can. And then we're going to fill in nationally and put a lot of effort into the guys nationally that are going to make a huge difference in our program. But the product that we saw on the field last year um, has stood out because it was, a, it was a historically bad look from an Ohio State defense in terms of what the actual product looked like and felt like. So recruits are probably questioning, you know, new system, what's it going to look like this year. And last thing here on the Joshua Perry show um... – you know, let's circle back and look at those uh, some of those early or not the early enrollees, the recent enrollees, the eleven guys, guys like Harry Miller, Cade Stover. Are you hearing? I, I'm kind of putting you on the spot here. So if you're not, if you haven't heard anything yet, it's so early. That's fine. But have you heard anything good about any of these guys, Harry Miller, Cade Stover, any of these guys that, are, that recently enrolled? Not hearing a ton yet. This is an opportunity for guys already on the roster to progress too. So um, you know, you get say the linebacker room is the room I always go to because I played that position, but they also had some really good competition. You know, a guy like a guy like tough, for example, older guy knows exactly what he's doing. Uh, he is who he is as an athlete. He's still got progression because he can always learn the game better, but here's Baron Browning who everybody who I talk to says he's a freak of damn nature. He's a good kid, but he's a coach's son. So maybe he overthinks the game a little bit too much. And so how can he learn how to take his game to the next level in the film room? And then you've got young guys who are coming up behind him, even uh, recruits coming in right now who are going to be looking for their opportunities. So I think the big takeaway from this show is the word progression. Progression for the young guys that are coming in right now and how much they can take in, how much they can mold their bodies before the season starts. Progression for guys who are already on the roster. Young players who are looking to play and what they can do to make those, those strides. And older guys who have been on the field and what they can do to hold off young players and their progression as well. So I'm excited to see it. Summer is always a fun time um, as a player because you're really putting in the work. And all the shit that goes on behind the scenes, nobody gets to see. But you know that's what really molds your team. 
what goes on on Saturdays is fun for everybody. It's it's the payoff for the players. It's what the fans get to enjoy. But this time of year right now and in, in the thick of it, the summer where it's hot, the bullshit's going on, coach is screaming at you, you're watching tape, you know, you're just you're 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 anxious to play ball. This is where the championship teams are made, so I'm excited for it. Thank you.